The battle of Britain is about to begin. Welcome back to the Lead Pursuit Podcast. So if you're losing your mind in all the stores, hearing the Christmas music, and it's only a few days after Thanksgiving, welcome to our world. Trying to help you out and provide information to your spouses who are not going to buy from a buying guide and are not going to listen to us because we're offensive and mean and cruel to small animals, young children, and people that qualify as world-class dick bags. We are still going to provide you a holiday buying guide. Brought to you by none other than, number one, the new guy, Casey. How you doing, Casey? Good, good, good. How are you doing tonight, Doug? Good. Glad to have you on the program again. You didn't get fired after your first episode, so congratulations. <laughs> yeah, I'm still waiting for that dental to kick in. So, uh... Uh, yeah, the dental plan uh, doesn't pay a whole lot. Sorry, dude. <laughs> oh. We've also got, well, our own world-class dick bag, Brett. Hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> Brett has self-identified as the Lead Pursuit Podcast <laughs> world-class dickbag. More on that later. Uh, Steve, you're also on to give us your extremely serious perceptions of what should be on everyone's holiday buying list. How are you doing tonight? Hey, I'm doing good. I just wanted to warn Casey, you got to remember Doug uh, is down there in Alabama, so dental only covers two teeth per year, so just keep that in mind. <laughs> what, what are you trying to say? Like $1.50 should cover that. All right, well, there goes the Lead Pursuit Dental Plan. Welcome to the team. All right, so tonight we're going to jump straight into it, and we're going to talk about a holiday buying guide. Now, we're not going to give you a, a million ideas, okay? We'll probably give you like 400,000, but the point is to give a couple of recommendations that you could take to your significant other, spouse, girlfriend, boyfriend, person who is going to buy you a gift, uh, that might make you happy, but might also give you some ideas for some of the tough to shop for people on your list. Because if you're like me, the only friends you have are gaming friends, uh, and you will feel sadly obligated to buy them something this holiday season. So uh, you can choose from the low end of the list for those people. Uh, and if you also have people on your list like, you know, Roger Garish, Andy Chambers, you can choose from the high end of the list for those people, people you really care about and want to impress. Uh, not really. <laughs> All right. Without further ado, we have broken this down into a couple different price uh, points, I guess we'll say. So let's let's talk about the low end of the shopping list. Uh, as Steve, who's helped us build the list today, has called it the stocking stuffer, if I can say that. You know, you would think I had not had too much beer, so I'll say that again. As Steve said, the stocking stuffer. That's zero to five dollars. I'm really not sure zero gets you a whole lot. Something small, you know, after, he says, after all, it's the thought that counts. So let's start with Brett. What do you got in the low end of things to, to give to somebody where the thought counts? I thought some some thoughtful decals would fill the fill the mark on that pretty easy. They fit in the stocking. They don't break the bank. Pretty cheap. But if you know what your your person you're gifting for is working on, maybe some thoughtful decals would be a nice treat, even at a low price point. 
Yeah, yeah, those are, and it's a great low price point. It's usually you can't go wrong unless you get super specific. Or if you know they're working on a specific project, you can go, you know what? Uh, they have like 17 different options for World War II Navy torpedo bombers. Uh, so Miscellaneous Mini obviously has some, uh, Blue Falcon has a bunch out there, and there's always more being added out there. Uh, there's obviously flight deck decals, has some cool stuff for some of the targets and for some of the miniatures. What are some of the other decal providers that you guys have thought of for the low end of games? Uh, Warlord has some on their site. Yeah, Warlord has a lot of options. Um, and so once again, take a look out there. Uh, see see what you think. Go ahead, go ahead, Casey. Oh, there's also um, flight deck decals. He yep. does a lot of the ones. I already mentioned them, new guy. Pay attention. <laughs> he does some really good ones too, and fast shipping. So love. On oh, that note, I open my next beer. So <laughs> the new the new guy's a couple beers ahead of Dad. So you'll have to pardon him tonight. <laughs> All right. So Steve, what was your cheapo zero to five dollar uh, suggestion? I found a cheap set of miniatures brushes for painting. Ooh, they were two ninety nine. They were basically they kind of look. They had the little triangular handle on them, so they were trying to look like fancy brushes. But I always have kind of those junky brushes you save that you might not get real crisp lines with, but you can use them for solve a set or to put washes on and stuff like that. Can never have too many brushes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would agree, and I'm shameless in that I even buy some at Walmart, depending what I'm doing, because uh, <laughs> I will eat through brushes, especially dry brushing, stuff like that. Detail brushes, I can get away with a lot of the, the small uh, craft ones as well. You, well can get a, you can get a nice variety pack on Amazon of, I guess they're makeup brushes, but they make for great uh, dry brushes. And yeah, the, those little tiny, uh, tiny little makeup line ones, yeah. Yeah, you could find packs of them that are really cheap that there's a whole variety of sizes in them too so that, that's a kind of like a like a must-have thing on the hobby table i think and it's amazon prime so it's gonna show up like tomorrow uh, <laughs> so it's a great last minute order well since chris isn't on tonight i'm gonna give his submissions so chris's submission for the stocking stuffer or which actually i wrote so don't tell chris if he's listening uh anything on miniature markets black friday sale and i say that not joking because i went on there to fill out some of my ideas, but I had to laugh at, there's a lot of really good, useful stuff, regardless of what you play, whether it's Blood Red Skies or other game systems, or you do role-playing games. There's a lot of cool stuff in like the zero to $5, uh, you know, category on there. So go check them out. Uh, they're obviously clearing out some of their bargain basement stuff, but <laughs> you know, their loss is your gain. Check them out. All right. Casey, what'd you come up with? So, Plastic glue, it just seems like something all of us are going to use. Oh, I never lose plastic glue. I never <laughs> run okay. out. Oh, plastic yeah, wait. glue Shit. or super glue. You can use that. And then, I don't know, I could have been wrong on this, and I said a bottle of Agrax or Nuln Oil. I'm pretty sure, like in my hobby store, they're right at $5, but they might be more now. Yeah, Dude, they're like $9 a bottle. Is that what they are? They're, they're totally <laughs> upsells. Up? So, so, well, no, you, you messed it up because now they've come in the large category and they're totally an upsell at the Warhammer store. So I'll, I'll pick on my local Warhammer store because good dude runs it. But it's just so funny because like, hey, man, you know, for six dollars more, you could get uh, the limited edition coin, whatever. And of course, that's more than the small bottle of paint. So what I end up with, I end up with another freaking huge null oil. Thing, okay, well, know. there's that. There's awesome. also the Army Painter Regiment brush. 
Yes, those are I actually, like those. Really good, like AK forty seven or brushes. Like I mean, you can do just about anything with it. It stays pretty strong, or just for a couple bucks. You know, it's not a Rosemary and Co. or whatever brush. So you're not no, paying but it, twenty dollars. But yeah, for it. and if you end up trashing it, then you're really not going to cry because you forgot to put it back through your little brush cleaning and everything else. So yeah, yeah so glue, absolutely brushes. You know, that's mine. Yeah, no, absolutely agree. Well, okay, so what is mine? What's my stocking stuffer? Um, I'll burn the bridges early. If you go out to Miniatures Market for $3, you can get Andy Chambers' core rulebook for Dust Warfare. Sorry, Andy. Love you like a brother. But that joke was too easy to do. All right, so there's actually a lot of Dust stuff on Miniature Market in their sale bin, which personally hurts me and makes me want to cry. But that's the way of the world. Um, and actually, I think the rules for Dust Warfare were superior to the the follow-on iterations. So uh, while making fun of Andy, I'm actually kind of saying, guys, if you want to go play a much more fun version of Dust, you can play that with all the cards that came out later. So anyway, all right, moving on. Next category. Uh, as Steve wrote for us, he said it's the quote, I'm obligated to buy you a gift, but I otherwise wouldn't. Um, yeah, I, I guess I have too many people in that category in my life. Uh, six to $25. Jeez, you really like some of these people. Um, and which as he even says something for that neighbor who took care of your cats for the weekend you went away or the secret Santa gift exchange at work. Well, thankfully we're not working in person on my team. So no secret Santa gifts. Yeah. What uh, a lifesaver that is. Huh? <laughs> no kidding. Talk there's about no awkward. Yeah. There's no awkward office parties. There's no secret Santa gift exchange, except it's, it's like, 17 different people in my Facebook feed have all said, hey, let's do a bourbon exchange this year. I'm like, dude, I go to the liquor store enough already. I don't need to go buy all of you bourbon to ship around the U.S. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> Brett, what falls in your 6 to $25 category? Man, I grabbed this uh, sampler set of Flory Models sanding sticks, and uh, I really like them. They're, I find them useful for all kinds of things when I'm prepping models. And uh, the, you know, you can get... Lots of different assortments. Uh, the the sampler is kind of cool because it gives you a little bit of everything, but I, they're pretty cheap. Well, I, I think I can't remember with their sampler. Is does theirs have some of the heavy grit, like the sixty or eighty grit ones in there? Because I just yeah. start. I used from a different company tonight on one of the projects I was working on, and it started with, "Oh man, this is stuff I'm going to have to take off with a hobby knife." And then I'm like, "Oh, but wait, <laughs> I have a sixty grit sanding stick, which yeah. is like a belt sander on a miniature." So. <laughs> The, the, the sampler I got had, it was a hefty sampler. It was a bag full of, I don't know, maybe two dozen sticks, but different sizes. So really skinny ones and ones that are more like a kind of an emery board well, size, and, but then lots of different grits too. Here's the other important thing. So so when you buy those or when you want those and you tell your spouse, buy me sanding sticks and they can't find on Amazon what you want, they can walk into a semi-normal store, not, not a wargaming store. You can find it at the radio-controlled hobby store. Yes, where normal, well-adjusted adults sometimes hang out. Uh, so you could go buy it there, uh, or you know maybe it's balsa wood racing season for you know Cub Scouts again. Uh, and so you can buy it with those normal people as opposed to the war gamers. Dude, uh, I will even <laughs> tell you straight up for the standing stick thing. There's like a beauty school near us uh, where all like the high school dropouts go to learn how to do fancy hairstyles. You know. They have the best selection of hobby sanding sticks that are normally for nail See, piles. It is incredible. There you can go and you can actually fit in with normal people and get your hair and nails done. All right. Well, Steve, you're up. What was, uh, what was your big choice 
for the six to twenty-five. My choice was the Blue Falcon Hobbies neoprene ship targets that everybody wanted, but nobody bought. So if you're recording, hey, hey, this, hey. Uh, you are such true, true. you are such a colossal self-serving <laughs> dick bag by putting your own product in there. <laughs> so for all of you people that wanted this and urged me on that this would be a great thing, and I had to work this out with Topside Miniatures to print these on neoprene. Here's the here's the uh, podcast to give it to your yeah. wife. Since you didn't buy it, she can buy it for she you. She can buy it for you. Exactly. Go buy damn ship targets, okay? So I'll I buy some, hear about <laughs> Exactly. We'll buy them and put them in the lead pursuit store where they'll sell just like clouds. Wait, actually, we, sold, we just sold another bag of clouds. Side story. Probably I should have suggested that in there, you know? Lead pursuit cloud markers. Um, okay. Well, you know, here, once again, because I get to speak for him, Chris's suggestion is, drum roll, please, the Team Yankee rulebook. You know they won't actually play the game, so it's awesome. Somebody that you don't even care about could read it, look at the pretty pictures, and they might feel like they got something useful because they're not going to try to play that fucking horrible waste of a game called Team Yankee. Anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, Casey, what do you got? So for this one, I put, and really today, this will be released later on, but the Helion Publishing PDF eBooks. I know we talked about this the other day, but these books, uh, they're about, I think... $8 US, maybe like 10 and they come in PDF format, but there's so many, there's a variety of different little-known conflicts. They have a whole series, Iran-Iraq War, a lot of aerial warfare books, and they're really good. Like, I actually got one just today during Cyber Monday, and it was on the uh, Somali-Ethiopian Air War in 1978, and I've been addicted to it, like, all day. Great books. Yeah, so they're, they're for- good. I I do laugh because we keep talking, and I've sent him a couple of emails, and he and I have, have chatted about it. Uh, we want to get Tom Cooper on, who writes oh, for the, a lot cool. for them, and he's cool. I tease him, and I say he's he's uh, a little bit of a fanboy at times, um, but his his writing for covering a lot of these uh, foreign air forces is really good. Um, there's some really good pictures in there uh, out of people's private collections, and he's done some really detailed, uh, you know, paint scheme art as well as loadout art. So if you need to go figure out um, how the first Syrian MiG-23 BN was actually painted. Um, it's it's actually in the book. So yeah, it <laughs> the, makes the, it they're super good. Interesting. Like I am just a test case for like adult ADHD, right? Like I'm all over the place. And this book, I find it so attention. hard to believe. I Wait, know, right? No. This book has kept my attention all day, and now I know exactly where these Somalian like you know MiG-17s are to this day, which is yeah. really impressive. <laughs> so um, you got those books. Like I said, there's a big variety, all sorts of stuff. Can't recommend them enough. And also, I recommended. The Seven Days to the River Rhine rulebook. I want to say it's like $15 right now, Great Escape Games, or you can buy it online. And if you have Team Yankee models, a lot of people play in 15mm. You can play in 6, you can play in 3, you can play in 28 if you have like a gym floor to play on. But it's such a great, fun, the literally Baron Pretzels game. You can play it in a night with some friends. Takes maybe 10 minutes to learn. Still a lot of de- tactical depth to it. Um, made by our very good friend, Roger. So that's another one I can't recommend enough, especially if you already have those models. Yeah, Roger Garish's creation, Seven Days to the River Rhine, is the best game I have never played. Oh. Let that sink in. <laughs> I've been meaning to play it, and time and life being what it is, yeah, it, it, I haven't played it yet. Um, but since I have friends here in town with tons of Team Yankee Mentors, and I am not playing any more of that game, uh, we'll be playing that here soon. Okay, so what did I pick in the 6 to 25 category? Um don't laugh. Uh, I, I'm actually kind of a nerd. I love 
I loved Warcraft when the original games before World of Warcraft and all that weird multiplayer online crap came out, but the original Warcraft games. And so I went on and, and Miniature Market has Mantic Games Armada ships in the Black Friday sales bin. I mean, this kind of scares me because this game didn't come out that long ago. And how can you fail with a sailing game that is basically Warcraft at sea? I mean, orcs, humans, elves, all the stuff that really GW didn't really fill out in their sailing game years ago. And I'm drawing uh, Isle of Blood, right? Was the name of it? Or Isles of Blood. Um, and how, how could they fail at that? Oh, that's right. That's right. Mantic based it on Warlord's Black Sea rules. Yeah, yeah, that's why they're failing. So, hey, some really cool miniatures out there for Mantic. So go pick those up and give them to your friends who like World of Warcraft, but you don't like because you don't play online. So anyway, next category up, the side chick or side dude. Doesn't have to be just side chick. Could be a side dude. Uh, $25 to $50. Needs to be something nice, as Steve says, but shouldn't break the bank. Well, that shouldn't break the bank because I really don't care about them. But anyway, need to keep this person happy, but there's other people you would rather spend the big bucks on. Okay, got it. Understood. Brett, what was your suggestion? I thought this was the hardest price range because, you know, it's low enough that you're not getting anything super fancy, but, you know, it's not high enough to really, you know, anyway, it's just a challenging price break. So, but I did find Mythicos is selling the Oak and Iron Core box set for 48 bucks. You're right there. Anybody? Yes, let's do it. Armadies. <laughs> I don't need another game. All so, right, the, right. just cuz the two of you have fallen down a slippery slope, that is not my problem. <laughs> I, I haven't uh, I haven't adopted a parrot yet, but I have yeah. I, I have a pretty badass do you have a pirate leg costume. <laughs> Yeah, I just God. I just bought a new tricorn hat too. I'm ready to go, man. I'm I'm ready. I just need a new clay pipe for my tricorn. I'm ready. All right. You're uh, all pathetic. Pathetic. You, <laughs> you know, it's funny I'm saying all this. I haven't even taken the cellophane off my box set, but I have it. Um anyway. Uh I you know, you could also get a couple of Vallejo Air War paint sets uh for under fifty bucks, I think. They're usually like twenty three bucks a pop. So if you you know, if you've got somebody you're you're buying for that you know what kind of stuff they like. And you don't, you know, they don't have the paints for it. Those Vallejo Air War sets are pretty cool. Also, they are. I, I kind of swear by them because they're a little bit between airbrush and brush paint consistency. So you really can kind of do both with them. Um, so, so I really like them. Yeah, I agree. I think they're pretty flexible as far as paints go. AK Interactive has some attractive. Well, they're called World War II real color sets. I think each set comes with like four colors, and uh, I think Blue Falcons paints are better, but. Uh, Hey, AK Interactive, I know there's some fans out there and they have a lot of different uh, real World War II real color sets and they're pretty cheap. I think they're like less than 20 bucks a set. So you get a couple of those for your significant other those stocking really nice or whatever. Those are too because they're so matte. Granted, they're an enamel paint, but like the matte finish on them, I really like those AK real colors. Yeah, we're going to talk about my favorite ones later, but that's okay. <laughs> All right, Steve, what about you? What have you got in that, that 25 to 50 range? I, I might have went outside a little, but it depends on the exchange rate. So I said a 3 by 3 Deep Cut Studios mouse pad material mat. Ooh. And, you know, 3 by 3 good size for Blood Red Skies, pretty much a standard size for Oak and Iron, so you get yourself a nice little, like, ocean theme there. You could not do double duty with your mat, you know. Uh, but, yeah, Deep Cut Studios, they make great stuff, right? Always great quality. The artwork's always cool. 
comes in right around 50 bucks. Uh, I think it'd be a good one. Nice. Okay. Well, Casey, what's on your list? So I got a couple things in this price range. First one I did was the Tankcraft Pro Modeler mats. I don't know if you've seen them. Um, a couple different sizes, and then they have uh, they're mainly World War II right now. A couple tanks. I think a Panther, Sherman, Tiger, um, scenery on them. There's like a Spitfire P47, but they just look like really really good like mats. I've been following them for a while and actually ordered one over Black Friday, so there'll be a review coming soon on it. Has the ruler on it and stuff, but it just I think it looks nice too, and I see them supporting the hobby like on social media and stuff. So yeah, they, those what, are pretty start, cool. I think didn't Trevor order one of those? I think I think he does. The one of the P47. Yeah, they they look super cool. My only complaint was there was nothing that I really had to have as a as an image on a mat. <laughs> That's the only reason I didn't I buy one. I went with the Spitfire in the gray. So oh, really? We'll oh, God. Uh, yeah. Really? A Spitfire? Hey. The best plane in the world yeah. ever. So yeah. uh, my second one was a coffee table book. Uh, I'm a huge Cold War nerd. So in Cold War Skies, NATO and Soviet Air Power, 1949-1989. It's a really cool book. Pretty big. Big, uh, really cool pictures in it. Um, kind of goes over just the uh, orders of battle for each side. A lot of what-if stuff, where everyone was deployed, all the different bases. Okay, just stop a- Stop using your law enforcement connections to read my Kindle. It's a little disturbing because <laughs> all the adult erotica in there, that's, that's purely for scientific research. Uh, so I love that book. So I actually, I don't have the hard copy version of it. I have the digital one on Kindle. The only uh, the only thing I'll warn people about the Kindle version is the orders of battle. Sometimes are kind of hard to read the way they're in there, but the stat that is still in there, but it's an awesome book. Um, yeah. That's because... actually what I asked for my wife for Christmas. So <laughs> nice. Well, it I... won't sit on our for coffee table. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> well, the, the nice thing about that book is it's, it really does a good job and it bounces back and forth in each of the eras because I think it breaks it down into kind of three eras and then covers the the non-NATO countries uh, at the end. Um, and it and it talks about the change in the NATO Air Forces and in the Warsaw Pact Air Forces during all those times of what aircraft were being released. Generally, it tells what squadrons were starting to field them. Um, but it does a, I think it does a really good job of painting how the, the air war evolved during the Cold War. You know, if in all seriousness, if there is a spouse actually listening to this at this point, that isn't it, offended yet. <laughs> yeah, uh, the Barnes, the one thing Barnes and Noble is still good for is like huge coffee table aviation full of pictures books. I mean, their bargain rack with all the books that they're like throwing away is pretty much exclusively aviation themed picture books i mean it's a great spot if you're looking for something in this range that just a book for people that would like swing by barnes and noble look at the bar uh, the bargain rack they will have some type of aviation yeah. themed book absolutely um so my last one in this was a wargame vault gift card they do sell gift cards gift certificates Ooh, and i didn't place. know that that's yeah, kind of so cool for all of us that are rules whores like you got to collect them all uh, there's so many out there and why not let someone try something different, get a PDF or, you know, they could probably get a couple. I know they have some Christmas deals going on, lots of different, uh, aviation related rule sets out there that I'm sure we'll talk about or have been talked about. So that's another good one. Okay, cool. Cool. Well, thanks for those. All right. So for my input here, you know, I try to come up with multitasking gifts, not, not a unitask or one thing. Um, you could give someone something that, you can find cheaply on Miniature Market. You might even be in their bargain basement sale bin right now. Um, and it could double as 
Christmas scenery for that wonderful little, you know, uh, diorama that people put out of children skating on the on the uh, ice rink, all these things. Um, yeah, the epic Civil War MDF scenery pack, because that's exactly what everybody needs. A bunch of 12.5 millimeter uh, buildings uh, <laughs> for one battle <laughs> for Gettysburg. And, and you know, I, I got to give got to give the guys at Warlord credit. Yes, they did pick the seminary from Seminary Ridge, which changed hands twice in the course of the battle, was a very big icon. And then they picked the the double-pillared building at the cemetery, where the only thing you can sim- you know, simulate is the charge into 270 degrees of Union cannon by the Confederates. Also one of the dumbest moves in the history of warfare. But anyway, <laughs> should you want that one particular building, you can get that, or you can buy it for somebody else because it'll do double duty as... Christmas scenery. <laughs> yeah, I actually got the uh, Ford's Theater 12.5 millimeter, <laughs> and my wife wasn't happy about it because they're the little kids ice skating, and then I had Lincoln bleeding out right next <laughs> exactly. to Exactly. You know, you know it, it works out great. You know, it's history. It's history, people. Okay, so moving on. This is the uh, next category. This is kind of a broad one. Whew. It's the You've Been Good category. $50 to 250 Wow, that's somebody who's been really good. Um Okay, you've been a good boy, girl, gender-neutral, hobbyist person this year. You deserve a nice gift. This is what you really want to see under the tree this year. Brett, I am so frightened to say, what are you you going to say? With this much money, what can you do? There's a lot you could do. And, you know, coming off of, you know, doing a whole new hobby space, there's a lot that comes to mind on this one. But I tried to, you know, I, I stayed kind of modest in this scale. I think if I had to pick one thing that, uh, you know, really seemed stand out to me was that lab genius mini vortex mixer, you know, the little paint shaker we've talked about on some episodes. I still don't have one, but I think that would be a a pretty nice uh, gift for somebody who paints a lot. That's in this price range. It's kind of something that's too expensive to really feel good about buying for yourself. For yourself, exactly. you got it as a gift. It'd <laughs> but be you really know, great. If, the, if your spouse buys it for you, then it's perfectly fine because they're right. looking out for me and helping my hobby. Yeah, it never seems to work that way. <laughs> uh, Steve, what do you got? So I put this on here only because I was planning on owning it right now because Midway wasn't going to be released and I was going to be getting it free from John Russell. But uh, (laughs) since I will not be receiving this free and I will be instead cutting foam for the entire month of December, I put on the bolt action U.S. Tank War starter set, which is like right around 150 that comes with like a couple Shermans and basically all the tanks you could ever need for U.S. Army and the bolt action airborne box set which is like 75 bucks so if you wanted to do a u.s army for bolt action those two boxes would pretty much give you everything you you, need. you literally cheated and made the high end high enough that you could get both those boxes on there it could have been like 50 to 150 but then you couldn't have gotten both those on there so so you literally cheated and just made it to cover both of them. it's not cheating <laughs> if you make the rules yeah exactly if you if you draft the categories it's not cheating okay casey what have you got so I've got two things on here. The first one is a, a board game from Lock and Load Publishing. It's called World at War 85. It came out Kickstarter, I think, probably about two years ago. And ever since then, we've still been playing it like crazy. It's a fantastic platoon-level game. plays pretty fast. Uh, there's lots of expansions for it. You can play it solo if you want. But all the guys that I've introduced to it, some buddies, like I said, we still play it. It's a lot of fun, especially if you like that era. And I feel like I've really been harping on the Cold War era this cast. But um, maybe I need my own one on this. Yeah, so, I was about to say, apparently somebody wants to host the 
Cold War episode. But it's a lot of fun. It, you got uh, infantry, tanks, aircraft. You can't go wrong with it. They're doing a lot of uh, sequels and stuff like that. So if you grew up with Red Storm Rising like I did, you'll absolutely love it. The second one is, if you check on Amazon, there's so many. I'm not going to name a specific one. But look at airbrush and compressor combination sets. Usually they're in the cheaper range, about $180. You can get the no-name brand. That's actually what it's called. But I know a lot of people are intimidated, like, oh, I don't want to start airbrushing. It's so much work, stuff like that. Just get them one of these cheap ones. Get it out there. Just start spraying with it, and you're going to learn. So that's just a really – you can get them pretty cheap. It comes with everything you need, the brush, the cords, uh, the different needles, and the compressor. So definitely look. I think the no-name brand one is the main one that I saw was the bestseller on Amazon right now. Cool, yeah. And if you think airbrushing is tough, even Doug can airbrush, so it's not that tough. <laughs> uh, yeah, go out and buy yourself a good starter kit and then go from there as you, uh, as you improve your skills or say, hey, honey, I need a compressor too, and whatever excuse you come up with, and then have them buy you a nice compressor. All right, so my choice. Well, man, this was a broad category. So there was, it was kind of tough for me not to max out the dollar value, but kind of hitting the middle of the sweet spot, about a hundred bucks. So 99 bucks if you go buy it online. I think expansions are like another 40 if you want to buy any of them. Uh, Israeli Air Force leader. Now you say, why IAF leader? Well, okay, the pandemic's still kind of a thing. So solo gaming, you know, you can, you can play this solo. If the world locks down when Omicron comes out or when whatever next variant happens, uh, you can play solo. And it's a fun set of games. I mean, and, you know, most of the grognards out there actually are antisocial trolls who enjoy being challenged with a solo game. And it's a challenging, fun time. I mean, what isn't to like about a game that's solo? Because you can cheat. I mean, you can cheat and nobody can call you on it. It's, it's a grognard's favorite thing. I mean, it's about the Israeli Air Force bombing cities and committing war crimes and shooting down transport planes and all those things that you don't ever see people actually writing the history of Israeli Air Force games about. Um, and no one's going to judge you about your morality. I mean, it comes from DVG games. So I, I like these guys, but I pick on them as well um, because they are not afraid to put things out there that might horrify other people. Like one of their other great multiplayer games, 1500, basically the game of conquest. So you can play any one of the colonial powers raping and pillaging Central and South America. Yes, that's really a DVG title. Uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, my point is solo games. Uh, people should think about solo games and not necessarily think uh, let's immediately jump into buying a bunch more miniatures uh, and getting into some of these other big games. But you right, have that real quick, though. Go You're ahead, right, Casey. though. The pandemic for everything, especially with everything going on, because I had gotten Phantom Leader as a gift for Christmas last year during the pandemic. And I think that saved my sanity. And that was just such a fun game that lasted months, easy to learn. And I mean, it's addicting. So you're on the track with it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually, if I had to pick one, I like the most phantom is my favorite for, for being a time period theme thing. I like IAF because it covers a wider time period, if that makes sense. So if I want to play something that feels like the time period, phantom is that way. IAF's cool. Cause I can go fly, you know, 1950s aircraft, I can go fly stealth fighters in the same game rule system. So um, I can't say enough nice things about the Air Leader Series games. Isn't just because I'm working on one of them. I wouldn't work on one of them if I didn't have fun playing them. So there we go. There's my self-serving plug for the day. So I am now also a colossal dickbag. Um, but anyway, all right. <laughs> the lump of coal category. No price. 
But wait, aren't those kind of like zero dollar things? No, no, these are the things that money can't buy. Uh, Only contempt and hate and intense dislike of a person can buy these things. So we all have to buy gifts for people we really don't like uh, just to keep the peace. Uh, You know, mother-in-law, I'll say that for some of our listeners because they, well, I've been talking to them about (laughs) how things are going (laughs) this holiday season. Yeah, it's been awesome. Uh, Bosses, yeah, they they also sometimes need these gifts, especially when they're just trying to bro down and be one of the bros and not be the boss and be the colossal D-bag. All right, Brett, what is your lump of coal gift this season? I kind of stole this idea from Steve, but mine's even more savage than his metal stukas so there's Man, nothing you, fun you've about gotta those hate things. someone for metal stukas. <laughs> yeah yeah have fun gluing those landing gear on there well dude I, I had a little bit of a flashback when casey broke out the the val bombers and it turns out they had detachable gear thank god they're resin and they're, <laughs> they're not like you know as much of a pain as the freaking metal stukas i'm not sure i'd wish the metal stukas on even my worst gaming nightmare <laughs> you're cold man you rangers uh all right, Steve, what was your call? I went with the Metal Corsairs because I feel like there are multiple layers of <laughs> fuck you to this gift, all right? So you but buy wait, there's more. <laughs> you buy the you buy the Metal Corsairs and you pull them out and they don't really look that good, so you're kind of upset. Then you go to they put got them on set the stands. On. They, they came out of the mold and they got set on. You I mean, go to put them on the stands. They don't really fit on the stands. And when you finally get them to fit on the stands, you realize when you play the game, they just are too heavy, so the stands fall over. So you have to spend another hour but of wait, time. But wait, there's more. Waiting the stands, right? So then when you finally, you know, you painted the planes, you sanded them, they look okay, you got them fitting on the stands, you made the stands work, you put the big base on so it bumps into literally every plane within a 12-inch radius while you're playing. When you finish your game that you finally got through all that to play and you put them in your box, you hit a speed bump, and not only does all the paint chip off the Corsairs, but because the sheer mass of them rolls around the box, it just destroys all of your nice plastic models in there as well. So the metal Corsairs are the biggest FU gift you can buy somebody. <laughs> with, with crappy sticker decals, of course. With the sticker yeah, no. <laughs> You gotta throw those off. Yeah, I wasn't even thinking about living with the damn things. I was just thinking painting them. That is savage. <laughs> exactly. Man, you guys really do subsist on caffeine and hate okay i'd I'd rather sit on a like a foot long piece of macaroni art than paint another (laughs) metal stuka uh so what did chris suggest chris well because he's living in germany suggested later hosen sized extra small (laughs) yeah that's not funny for me i don't find that very funny i'd like someone to buy me a pack of frozen peas for christmas (laughs) that i know you love me (laughs) all right casey what about you what's your uh Lump of so if any listener wants, I will send them 30 pounds of bullshit, just destroyed resin planes that you have had me print over the last year. <laughs> In case listeners don't know, the lead I pursuit sweatshop. Lead pursuit, yes. So if you want a bunch of Corsairs with no tails, uh, Betty Bombers with one wing, just let me know. But uh, in all seriousness, I would give someone a 40K Army patrol box. A little oh, wow, you're a dick. Yes, but... That's just a dick move. <laughs> they're going to go broke doing something with yeah. it. Because you get a patrol box and you don't have You don't get anything. Else. Well, yeah. yeah. So so, so I, I had this discussion, you know, it, at least the guys in the, in the Warhammer store here are nice. We were having this discussion about things you can buy off the shelf 
in the Warhammer store. And 40K is not one of them. 40K patrol box isn't just the thing you walk in and go, oh, thanks, I'll go play this with my buddy. You know, kind of like buying the Wrath of Angels set or any one of the other things that you can do. Yeah, you can't do that with these boxes. So thanks, GW. Yeah. Thanks for continuing Codexes, to make this, <laughs> this an addictive hobby. <laughs> and I know, like, you raise on Warlord, but if you buy a starter box from them, you can play that day. Yeah, so, so I will... need is in there. I will make fun of Warlord till the cows come home, but the thing they do understand is their starter kits, 99.9% of the time, are straight out of the box. There may be glitches, there may be typos, there may be rule sticks that, that aren't the correct number of inches, whatever. At least when you buy the box, you can take the box home and you and one of your buddies can have a good time. Um, not so much with the big GW, the green weenie, um, so... All right. Uh, what was my lump of coal? Uh, yeah, buy someone a subscription to the Lead Pursuit podcast. Oh, wait, we don't charge. We'll make them listen to the Lead Pursuit podcast. Well, you really can't do that because that's, that's probably a crime against humanity. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, lump of coal. I didn't have a good lump of coal game uh, thing because I couldn't think of anyone or anything that I really wanted to wish on somebody that that was as bad as Metal Stukas or a 40K patrol box. I just, God, I'm not that much of a dick. Okay. So let's move on. Let's talk about a couple things that we saw that didn't really fit the categories, but are some, some ser- in all seriousness, kind of things we've come across this hobby season that are good buys, important buys, things people shopping for gamers and hobbyists should know about. Steve, you have my favorite one here listed. It actually comes in two different versions, uh, one of which I'm trying to resist buying for myself. Uh, what did you put down? had the army painter ultimate complete set and i think they do the brush set and the airbrush set exactly as well. yeah they, they just released the airbrush set on amazon and i was yeah like, i mean it's like oh. 300 plus but you can usually you can find it on sale. it's usually 350 you can find it on sale for around 300 uh, but it's literally like every paint you will ever need to paint any miniature uh i haven't bought it for myself but i really want to definitely a good gift and if you don't need the full like $350 set. They do have some smaller sets that are like 50 paint sets that are also a, a really good buy. They do. There's three levels it falls into. There's the ultimate, um, which is the ultimate. It's pretty cool because you there are so many choices and there are so many three color pairings in that one. They have a step back that uh, I don't know what it's called. I don't remember the, the name of it. You could look on Amazon. I think it's the deluxe that. set. Yes, like the deluxe set. And that's got, like you said, it's got like 50, 60 some odd. So it's got multiple three color pairings in there still, which is cool. Um, and then has a lot of the other washes and other stuff in there. And then they usually have their intro set for all of them. I think those are like 15 colors, I want to say. And I don't think that one has any three color pairings, but it gives you basic primary colors that you would want and some washes and some other stuff. So there's multiple ways to get into each one of these paint lines. Most most paint companies have something like that. The thing I like with Army Painter uh, is when you, when you go look at either their regular brush or their airbrush one, it's built around three color pairings. So if you know what you want as your base coat, it's super easy to look in there and go, okay, here's what I can do with it with their paint line and not spend your time going, oh shit, I got to go find somebody else's paint to do the highlights or whatever. Brett, you were going to add something to the whole paint idea. Yeah. Didn't army painter recently come out with a contrast? Yeah, they did. Did anyone see that video? Or am I, I the not. only douchebag that watched the video? So, no, I so did watch the video. 
Yeah, the, the like video they, where they do the the five hour is that what it was? Five hours to to paint an army. Um, so that was super cool. I mean, once again, they're really talented painters that are using a mix of contrast paints, airbrush. Um, but the fact was, they were even using contrast paints on the vehicles and and doing some non standard uses. Uh, and so to me, it was super cool to watch that video and see their own guys kind of pushing the envelope with what they could do with their, uh, paints. And I think it ended up taking five hours and, um, 20 minutes or so to do an emperor's children's army, uh, for heresy. So looked super cool, really good quality paints. And, and I've actually been dabbling with the contrast paints again, cause it's one of those things that I tried when it came out. Um, and I've come back and tried a couple of the uses for them and to see interesting things you can do. Uh, it's a technique like any other. So, uh, use it when it works. Don't use it when it don't, doesn't work. <laughs> have you ever airbrushed with them? Uh, I have not, but they did in that video and that looks super cool. Okay. Um, yeah. I did a battlefleet Gothic, some, uh, blood angels, just shoot oh, the nice. blood angel red through it. And it turned out really, really good. And it flowed through the brush really well too. Okay. Well, so something we'll talk about, not this episode, probably not next episode, Another game system we're starting to play, I kind of on accident started to do it in uh, contrast paints, just seeing what I could do. And it, I actually liked the look better than a lot of other stuff. And it, the army painted quick. Nice. So it was it was one of those points where I stumbled and paint, and I, in a sense, painted myself into a corner where I'm like, wow, I really like this done with contrast paints because now I concentrate on the rest of the detail and finish the miniature fast. Um, <laughs> You've been waiting where, all night to say that. Paint yourself <laughs> in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> that was my joke for the night. Thank you very much. I'll be here all week. Um, but uh, but it was one of those things where for once the contrast paint worked for me, speeding it up without making it look just super cheesy. So anyway, uh, Brett, what else is on your list? What are your other considerations? Oh, man, there's a lot of stuff that could go on here. Um, I didn't put my chair. You know, I purchased for myself a really nice chair from my hobby space when I moved into the new house. And I would recommend that to anybody that's looking to, you know, maybe make a pretty big spend for somebody that they know is into the hobby and doesn't already have a nice setup. That'd be really nice. Cause you think about the amount of time you're going to spend sitting at your hobby desk. If you're doing it right, a nice chair sure is nice. And with that, a nice light, I don't have yet a very nice light and there are some Good ones probably. Yeah, I brought mine back out of storage. It was so nice to have a light. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm making do right now. I haven't been doing a lot of painting yet, but as I get unpacked, that that nice light's still on my list. Uh, I've been hitting you up for links for the hobby, uh, the um, the paint racks that you got, because I want to do something similar on yeah. behind the credenza against the wall. I think I want to put my paint pots on the wall behind me instead of on top of my workspace like I've done in the past. So that's a... That's kind of on the list. And uh, two more things. Foam, man. I've got to get right with my travel situation. If only you knew a dude that did foam. Yeah, yeah. So Weird. I'm, get, I'm getting there because I got last, you'll see before the last Gathering of Eagles, I got that Traveler from Battle Foam. Yeah, I love that bag, man. <laughs> that, yeah, that thing holds a lot of airplanes. But I think in reality, I'm probably going to need a couple of those. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, well, the Traveler works well. It's like stuffed into a big rolling bag. So if you've yes. got like like a 27-inch rolling suitcase, the Traveler is too big to be a carry-on, but it stuffs in there super nice. And it's got fairly rigid sides, so it keeps all your, your stuff in there nicely. Um, and then if you have a different smaller size carry-on like the uh, 214 or the... Uh, 360, I think is the other one. Um, I always get the numbers wrong, but yeah, it's the 216. Um, those are cool carry-ons. 
and, and I can't say enough about Battlefoam's bags. We, we on the podcast have gone out and looked at a lot of different bags and had people show us their bags. That's a little disturbing to say. Uh, yeah, we had <laughs> some guy talk to us for like an hour about his bag. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like something we're going to do tomorrow. Wait, no, that's, that's not me. Uh, but anyway, so we, we've looked at a lot of these. I still think Battle Foam is the gold standard um, for at least their bags. Whether you like their foam or not, something else. Uh, but their their bags are the gold standard. What else, Brett? Oh, uh, let's see. Well, beyond foam and stuff to carry said foam in, uh, I've got my eye probably on a another uh, ca- a display cabinet. So nothing fancy. You know, the, IKEA's got one. I think that's perfectly suitable. That's probably less than sixty bucks. I think. Yeah, I'm but probably- see, see here, here's what I've learned. Yeah, you're right. IKEA does, and IKEA's is cheap. All the ones on Amazon are super expensive because you have to have them shipped. Um, and for those of us that live in the desert of no Ikea <laughs> here in Alabama, um, yeah, I, I kept trying to find the Ikea one and I can't even get it shipped out of Atlanta, like three and a half hours away, um, for a reasonable price, which kind of sucks. So go, go I'll buy tell you what, Ikea. an Ikea display cabinet could be a good gift in one of those in the FU category too. You just open that <laughs> box and take out a couple of those wooden connectors before you give it to exactly. them and have somebody pulling their hair out. That's uh, evil. Well, you know, <laughs> since I can't get the Ikea one, what I've resorted to uh, is if you go on Amazon, there's a number of acrylic figures. I'll call them figures display stands. Yeah, they're for Funko Pops. Um, but <laughs> they're figures display cases that mount to the wall. So they've got like five shelves. They're about 16 by 16 inches tall. So each shelf's about three and a half inches deep about three and a half inches tall, perfect for blood red skies kind of airplanes, as long as you're not putting bombers or whatever in there. Um, but those are good for me because I have actually more wall space than I have floor space. So it's easy for me to, to mount a couple of those to the wall and get um, at least the the important part of my collection up there, uh, not my metal Corsairs, which can just sit in the box and collect dust. Sorry, I'm not bitter, not at all. Hey, uh, you mentioned those Funko Pop display things, right? So I wonder, is there... Are there nice display cases that just sit on a shelf? Because I have some open shelves behind me that I can put stuff. But, you know, if I just set it on the shelf, they get super dusty. Yeah, I, I haven't found good open. Dude, you know what you can use for, like, single miniatures or Blood Red Skies planes? The uh, little square cube clear boxes that you'd put, like, an autographed baseball in. They work awesome for like single shelf display unit type deals. It doesn't help for my big <laughs> army of airplanes, <laughs> but yeah, no. I, and there's also uh, Amazon also has uh, acrylic steps, so you can buy like a step over, so you can put um, fighters down uh, on one level and put other stuff above it. Um, so there's multiple ways to do it. Anyway, Casey, we totally cut you off. You're going to oh, say something really, fine. really hilariously or, or really witty or insightful because you're the new guy. No, you're just going to waste our time again. Continue. Oh, okay. God. Uh, no, I was just going to say, if your hobbyist in your life has uh, printers, you can always buy them resin. That's always something anyone who's printing resin always needs. Buy them resin. Another thing right now I actually just got, and they're on sale from Elegoo for the whole month of December, is a wash and cure station. Put your prints in there. It's a lot easier to wash them instead of you're dick, uh, dipping them through like pickle buckets like I am. It has a... It cures it too, has all the UV lights, actually really cool, and they're on sale. Uh, another thing is Gamecraft Minis here in the U.S., which is an awesome hobby store. They make an LED bridge light. It's huge, so it arcs over your hobby station. And if you're like me, getting bad eyesight, then it's so much easier to see your minis. You can see all the little nooks and crannies, and it just makes it a lot easier to paint. 
And then uh, lastly, just get them. If you don't know what to get someone, get them a gift certificate to your local game store. Support your local game store. You know, that's why we're all here. We're still playing. Get them something like that. Yeah, absolutely. And and I'll just put the plug into go visit your local game store. And they always have tons of ideas because they have the same thing. Somebody's spouse comes in and goes, uh, I don't play any of these games, but... Uh, so they've probably heard every excuse in the book and they know what they've got in their counter and uh, and you can probably tell them what game your significant other plays uh, or what they do for a hobby and they can make some suggestions there. So please go spend some money, spend some time with your FLGSs and uh, they will steer you in absolutely in the right direction. And if you're if you're a wife looking for a gift, you can go in there. They will be so nice to you just because there's a wom- a normal woman in the store. All the help you could possibly need, you will get it. And offending everybody tonight is Doug and Steve. <laughs> awesome. Uh, okay, so what was on Doug's list? What do I want? Well, let's see. Uh, I want the entire Romanian Air Force from the 1980s done in one two hundredth from Casey, please. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the sweatshop. Uh, so, yeah, th- there's a lot of things that, that are cool that are out there. I- I'll be honest. I am a little bit in-game overload right now. Uh, a bunch of stuff has hit Kickstarter. A bunch of stuff has come out. Uh, and has kind of dropped right before the holidays. Um, I am not good at giving suggestions because literally I would say if you're going to spend the money on something big, a lot of times for games, it's best to do the gift certificate because you may or may not know about your grognard's favorite or least favorite rule system. And the worst thing is to dig them into a rule system they don't want uh, or miniatures that are, oh my God, 1 200th instead of 1 285th and just won't work, won't work at all. Um, or speaking of miniatures, Hey Steve, is there something new that's exclusive to lead pursuit? They could buy this, this uh, Christmas, the ultimate replacement for those metal warlord corsairs we've been talking about. So keep on the uh, lead pursuit store for the exclusive resin Corsair printed by our new guy, Casey. (laughs) So yeah, we've got, Steve has modeled some uh, Corsairs for us, three different variants. They look awesome, obviously, because Steve did them. Uh, and it's kind of interesting. So I'm going to say this now uh, before everybody gets their, you know, panties in a wad. Uh, there's room for everybody to improve. Uh, rising tide floats all boats and the rest of those other pathetic things we always say for motivational quotes. Uh, the point is people can up the quality of their miniature castings. Uh, hopefully Warlords comes out after they've redone it and it knocks it out of the park and it's better than Steve's. I don't think it will be. But, um, you know, people buy models for different reasons. I was having a discussion with one of our listeners today about why people would buy Warlord Hellcats versus the Rock uh, Hellcats modeled by Steve. Uh, you know, there's a, a lot of different discussions to be had out there of what you want on the tabletop. Buy the miniature that makes the sense for you for price point, detail, and ease of modeling with. So, um, and I say that not as a disclaimer, but so people will not lose their minds this holiday season uh, and because it's it's becoming model overload. I know Casey feels like he's in model overload printing them, um, <laughs> but literally between Rockworks, Plain Printer, and Warlord, models just keep continually dropping and I can't keep up with them. Uh, so I don't know how anyone who's actually buying a ton of them either is keeping up with them. But anyway, we will have those on the store here shortly. All right. We have been approaching an hour just talking about gifts. 
anything anyone has thought of in the last couple of minutes that we missed that was an important thing to buy, like a Hex Encounter war game because you hate the Grognard in your life. Um, buying a Gates of Antares uh, starter kit because you want them to end up with a game that's not going anywhere. I'm sorry, did I say that? I did. Uh, hey, you know you could be a real jerk and buy them an X-Wing starter kit. Cricket, 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 cricket. No, but <laughs> so on the other hand, though, on a serious note, we all know someone at the game store or a friend who maybe it's hard time with the pandemic and everything like that. Like it doesn't hurt, especially if in your position, just to buy them a little something, buy them a couple paints, something like that, just to kind of, you know, just be positive influence in the community. Yeah, I know. Surprisingly, as, as much as we joke. Who and is make this fun, guy? Yeah, who is this guy? <laughs> exactly. Who's this new guy we've invited? No, uh, you know, taking the time to make sure that your fellow hobbyists uh, are thought of and realize that they're valued members of the team. Uh, that's that's actually critically important, and especially we've been talking about it this year because we've lost a couple, especially amongst the Adepticon family and the Heresy family. Um, you know, making sure that everybody is having a fun time this holiday season because the holidays tend to be a little bit stressful. Brett, I know you had a couple closing things. Yeah, I was uh, remembering when Casey said that that the local games workshop store used to have this thing at Christmas time where um, you know folks could just put their name down and list some items that they kind of wish they had. And anybody, you know, it really I think it was intended so like if family members showed up not knowing anything about the game, you know, there was the, the store manager could go, Oh, well, Bob says he would like these things, you know, but I used to always make a point to go there and ask the store manager for the list. And I would just, you know, kind of randomly pick somebody that asked for something that was, you know, at a certain value that I was willing to spend. And I would just like randomly purchase something for somebody at that store. You know, I knew all the guys at the time, so I used to go in there pretty frequently, but uh, you know, if you can do that, that's probably a pretty fun thing. It might make somebody's day. It, you know, just a, just a thing. I think we could gift people, Extra bottles of Falcon Blue paint from Blue Falcon. <laughs> Maybe that's not sending the Christmas holidays message that we want. What about your neoprene ship targets? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I think this is my you know my chance. I've been saying forever. I'm gonna just buy models and give people the plastic models and keep the boxes in the cabinet because that's all the all of I see of them anyway. They never get painted, so <laughs> I just give away all the sprues to people. Keep my boxes in the cabinet. I'll still feel good and about myself. Good. Awesome, awesome. All right. Well, thanks, guys. I appreciate you sharing both the serious and humorous things that uh, that we thought of for this holiday buying guide. Uh, hopefully, this gives a little bit of guidance uh, to the non-gamers that, first of all, if you're listening, I'm so sorry that your spouse, significant other gamer in your life uh, made you listen to this podcast. Uh, please don't think any, any more poorly of us than you already do. Uh, but for those that are out there that are trying to think uh, what to buy for people, hopefully this gave them a couple ideas uh, and realize that once again, more than the dollar amount, it's the thought that counts. And there's a lot of stuff in the hobby genre that doesn't cost a lot of money. And believe it or not, as much as I make fun of my wall of paint back there, uh, you know, I, I'm always appreciative even when I get a bottle of paint from somebody. So thanks to everybody. Uh, Casey, Brett, Steve, any uh, last minute thoughts? If you get metal Corsairs or Stukas, you are not loved. Yeah, exactly. That's like getting the disgruntled veterans bag of dicks, you know, when you got the bag of candy dicks from them. It's kind of the same message. So if you end up getting unpainted Corsairs, they don't like you. That's all right. Okay. Well, with that, please, if you are deeply offended by our broadcast tonight, go out there and leave us a review. Tell us what's wrong. Tell us we're mean, cruel, and heartless people, that we have a horrible, twisted sense of humor. And we'll say, you are right. 
that person is absolutely correct. Um, but in all seriousness, please go review us. Uh, give us ratings. Give us. We'd love to have five-star ratings. Give us your rating out there at iTunes. Uh, and please reach out and comment on social media between Instagram, Facebook, the website. Let us know what you think. Uh, let us know what lump of coal gifts you're giving to people this year that you really don't like but are stuck in the gaming hobby with. Uh, and we'll go from there. Thank you, everyone. And we will talk to you all, hopefully, before the holidays with some more news that's Lead Pursuit exclusive. Um, so what exactly qualifies someone as a, quote, world-class dickbag? Uh, Casey, could you could you please help us on that one? <laughs> I mean, I think we all know someone, or we've been to an event, that is a world-class dickbag. So when we were talking about it, there was a guy probably about four years ago or something that wasn't that long, but he was open carrying a pistol like inside like the event and he like would throw his hip out to make sure everybody saw it and this guy was arrogant and he was giving a demo it was basically like a bunch of like stuff that stacked on this guy but he was giving a demo to like a 12 year old kid of team yankee and he was just absolutely smashing this kid and just like because <laughs> you know bag smashing the new guy is always the way to get more people to play the game but i was just like well, this guy is a world-class dick bag so now he's the standard <laughs> to all other dick bags are held to me the, well actually this has been like the week of open carry jokes and so a buddy of mine was, was telling the story of when he's standing there at the urinal in arizona uh in like walmart dude comes in open carrying of course, what he's open carrying is a Springfield XD, which literally is like the Zima of pistols. I mean, it, you might as well be drinking a Smirnoff Ice and carrying a Springfield XD. So he, so as he starts urinating at the urinal, then he takes his pistol out, drops the magazine, checks it, makes sure there's a round in the magazine and not in the chamber, inserts the magazine, puts it back in his holster. And my oh buddy's my like, why did that even enter your brain as you're standing there peeing to check your weapon? <laughs> But we all laughed because we said, wouldn't it have been poetic justice if he dropped his mag right in the urinal trying to be that cool? <laughs> Jesus. God. Uh, if that's yeah. not like the ultimate compensation when you're actually pulling out your pistol at the... Yeah, but, but then have a real pistol, not as... I have oh. a Springfield XD, and I don't even shoot it. I'm like, I'm embarrassed to take that weapon out of the case. I can't believe you, you know. admitted that on this cast. No, you know what? It was my great-grandmother's pistol. No, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> She put it in her purse.